are the gentlemen advancing the melody. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Back one more again, Brother J. Yes, 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 yes. God has allowed us to be in the space and place one more time, brother. Whole time, man. You know, it's always a always a privilege and an honor. To, to share to share the, the world wide web with such a gracious intelligent host such as yourself I'm humbled man I'm humbled man it's it's always good when uh, you know brothers can dwell together in harmony that's what the word says harmony man yeah. harmony yeah yeah man harmony what's been going on though bro yo man I've been uh I've been up and down, man. I've been up and down, man. Like uh, my allergies been messing with mm-hmm. me this week. I walked outside and the wind blew, and everything that was out there <laughs> landed in my nasal cavity some kind of way. <laughs> yeah, man. So, and I kind of forgot what that was like, cause you know I ain't you know I ain't been going out like that. But and it's, it's been a while. It's been a while, you know what I'm saying? But uh. Nothing, a little flow naze and Zertec and all my all my regiment, man. See, see when you when you hit forty plus, brother Jay, you got regiments for everything. Oh, brother, I, <laughs> I too have an allergy regiment. <laughs> you got, and it's you got re- really you got, re- you got you got regiments for everything, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and I just learned, I just learned, like, uh, I just got into like uh, essential oils. Okay, I bought one of those uh, diffusers diffusers mm-hmm. with the steam or whatever and so i've been i've been kind of mixing and matching you know getting getting uh my my lemon eucalyptus and my peppermint man i didn't know that peppermint was like a stress reliever oh yeah i didn't i didn't know that that then add some lavender to the peppermint add some lavender to it man but um a friend of mine a friend of mine was telling me like you could take the essential oil and put it on like your temples like if you're stressed out or whatever you know, like the peppermint essential oil. So I tried it. It seemed like it was all right, man. Did it burn yours again? Mm-mm. Nah. Okay. Nah, it ain't burning nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. Like, I guess that that oil, like, can you use it on your skin? I don't know. It depends. It depends on the type of essential oil that you get. I typically tell yeah. people to cut it with uh, jojoba oil or, like, almond oil. Mm-hmm. Some kind of carrier oil so that it, it's not as potent. But everyone's skin is different. So, like, for me, I can put peppermint oil on to a certain degree. And then, like, after so much of it, I can I can sense it, like, doing some burning to the skin. And so... Ah, well, yeah, um, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully my temples don't fall off. Yeah. Man, I kind of need... I think I need those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of, a, kind of a big deal, man. So, I've been dibbling and dabbling with uh, various wellness uh, tools. Okay. You know, because I need it now, man. You know, I'm I'm still kind of coming out of a fog and a haze. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying with all that's been going on, and so like, you know, uh, uh, you know, the emotions and stuff kind of come in waves every now and then. But right. I've been I've been kind of catching up on shows and stuff, man. 
I ain't been really watching the news because it's like the same thing over and over. Facts. You know, um, and then, you know, the our, our newest uh, Supreme Court justice, um, I don't think they'll be confirmed, hopefully, until first week of April, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think they vote in April if I'm not um, mistaking it for something else that I read. But I think they said the confirmation vote will take place in April. Yeah. So, you know, I've been trying to keep a keep a tab on that, but you know, all this war, 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 I get I just it's a little overwhelming for me. Oh, it's a lot. At the current stage, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And that's why I'm like I'm very careful for what I am exposing myself to. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about <clears throat> just the feelings of war and um the mistreatment of melanated people mm-hmm. in Ukraine. And so I'm still torn, especially when I'm seeing support for Ukraine all over the place. And I'm just like, damn, where was the support for like Haiti? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're willing to take in, what did he say? A hundred thousand immigrants. I'm yeah, sorry. refugees. Yeah. A hundred thousand. And I was like, if my memory serves me correct, we're, we're not individuals who were coming over here from Haiti, right? Was it Haiti? Yeah. Are oh, you talking about, um, was it, was it last year, year before? With, with the horse and whips? They, yeah. They were, yeah, yeah. You had like, like, old uh, Walker, Texas Ranger <laughs> type of shit. And I'm just <laughs> like, wow, like, yeah, man, we got, we got, a, we got room for a hundred thousand. Got it. And then I thought back to when we had children in cages. And so I mm. I just, I've been in a weird state. That's a trigger for you. Uh, yeah, I've been in a weird state of emotion this past mm-hmm. few weeks over everything that's been happening regarding Ukraine, right? Like, and once again, I, I don't want to get it confused. I'm sending love and light to everybody who has been impacted by this. Yeah. Um. But it's 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 concerning to me. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, um, the, you know, the, and the, the citizens of the Ukraine that's over there, like, like straight up fighting, <laughs> like, like a, a walk on army. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you walk got on somebody the over there team. in a Nike sweatsuit with a rifle. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it, man. Somebody was like, well, why are they fighting? Why are they fighting? I said, well, I say, well, think of it like this. Somebody comes into your neighborhood, uh, shooting up the place. It's, it's about about fifty of them, and it's a hundred of y'all. Right. <laughs> you can let somebody come in your house and <laughs> eat your food, and go go on your fridge, lay in your bed, and tell you to uh, lay down, or you gonna fight. So I respect I respect the the fight in them people, man, for real. I respect the fight, but you know a, a lot of the undertones, you know, like you say, when it comes to black and brown people, like. I don't know. Man. It's just all, the, the whole bag just kind of upsets me, man. So I've been, I've been trying not to, uh, been trying not to really. Uh, I, I want high level information. I, mean, I don't need the details because it's just it's a little overwhelming. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But outside of that, man, you know March Madness still in the building. Uh, St. Peter's University, their Cinderella story ran out of luck. <laughs> Lady Luck. 
<laughs> Lady Luck had somewhere to go. <laughs> Better luck next year. Who who did they succumb to? Um, St. Peter's. Uh, who they they lost to? Uh, hold on, don't get me lying. Don't get me lying. They tried. They tried. Uh, uh, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, North Carolina, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a good game, which I was surprised, man. But you know, you fall to you fall to a powerhouse like North Carolina. I mean. Ain't nothing to hang your head over, you know what I'm saying? But they're a coach, St. Peter's coach, man. I swear it was Dane Dash, man. Mm. Go look at go look at St. Peter's coach, man. The, the brother with the bald head. Yeah, I Yo, saw he, I saw you he post that. Just like that. And I he was saw, I was howling. I was like, this nigga. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm telling you, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if he was running a pick and roll or talking about how he was a boss. I couldn't tell. He was like, <laughs> he was Dame Dash. He was Dame Dash's uh, what you call it, man? Dop, doppelganger. Doppelganger. <laughs> Dop, doppelganger. Have 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 anybody ever had, told you you had a? Oh yeah, you got a doppelganger out there. Have you ever? Have anybody ever told you that? Yeah, but typically when it's white people, I get real, real like. <laughs> I, I I I try to like block it out because I know they're about to say something that I'm gonna find disrespectful. They about to say something egregious, man. Yep. And Yo, that's, that's funny as hell. So when Dopp- people say, hey, that's, that's, just, that's a strange word, though, doppelganger. Do you know who you look like? And I'm just like, here we go. You about to say some racist shit. You about, like, you about yeah, to say Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't even participate in conversations. I look like myself unless in this conversation because if it's inappropriate, I'm probably going to respond and you're not going to like it. Yeah, that joint is funny, man. I, I ain't really had too many doppelgangers. Um, people, people telling me <laughs> who I look like or whatever, but, um, Kingston, Kingston's, uh, friends say, um, I always got a frown on my face. I look like ice cube <laughs> from, from, uh, <laughs> from, are we there yet, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad the kids think I got a, a scowl on my face, man. I mean, that mean, they know it's no nonsense. Ain't no games over around here. the board. Yeah. Ain't no games over here. <laughs> Yeah, man. I think that's like I think that's just like dad magic, though, man. Because I don't never remember like friendly looking fathers in the hood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like everybody everybody father, everybody grandfather, like was tired. (laughs) Just look mean. They was tired. That's what it was. They was tired. (laughs) (laughs) They was tired. It wasn't. It wasn't down for no foolishness or no nonsense. Yeah, man. Everybody looked mean, man. But um, yeah, March Madness is underway. Uh, uh, Duke. Uh, Coach K, mm-hmm. he, he he trying to go out as the goat of all time. I think he's the goat of college coaching anyway. But he's in his uh, record time uh, Final Four appearance. Uh, I think it's like his twelfth Final Four appearance, something crazy like that. It's it's up there. Yo, that's like, I mean, yo, that's that's a lot of work, man. And Coach K, he's like gotten recruits in the one and done era. Mm-hmm. When you actually, when, or even when people actually stayed in school at least three years, and so you know you got to be a bad boy to kind of change yourself and change your style and change your, your thought process over forty years of coaching young people. The young people get on my nerves in fifteen minutes, <laughs> so you got to do that every every year, every season. Your and your coin depend on yeah. Uplifting young people, man. I guess my coin depend on uplifting young people too. At some point, it did. Uh, let's. <laughs> we, I don't know. More specifically, the organization that we work for, um, past tense. Um, 
our coin was contingent upon the success of those individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. So if that, if that was the type of pressure we was under, imagine with Coach K <laughs> under every year, man. I, I know he glad to hang it up. <laughs> well, especially with there's uh, that many zeros in the check. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. For mm-hmm. real, man. Yo, you been watching any shows, man? Um, You know, my typical Chicago show. So, like, PD, Med, Fire. I've been ca- catching up on those. I did not know that SWAT with Shamar Moore was still on. Stop playing, man. Bro, like... Shamar Moore is still on TV? Bruh, like, I saw a commercial. It, it ain't Soul Train reruns? <laughs> for which... <laughs> Remember Shamal Moore was the host was. of Soul Train, man? Like, why did that happen? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. And he did, this, he did that, did that same happen? dance looking at the camera like, come here. Every Yo, week. Um, it was like, we need an 80s we need an 80s looking light-skinned brother. The whole Soul Train. I ain't mad at him, man. Get the bag. But yeah, I saw something that was like, SWAT, new, new episode. And I was like, get the hell out of here, bro. They had a brand new season. I was like, what? So I went back mad to this. the brother. He getting his check, man. Bruh, get your paper. I was get like, okay, paper. player. Okay. Um, so I've been catching up on that. Queen Latifah is in the Equalizer, which is the TV spinoff. That's like the se- it's only like second season now, right? Yeah. That started. Yeah, and yeah. it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's now being. Um, you can kind of guess what's about to happen. Ah, I see what you're saying. And so, I mean, like all kind of killing cop shows. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, you like know what Law and Order. What I have been watching. Is New York under New York undercover? Oh, the reruns, bruh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They used to come on what Thursday nights at nine o'clock, right after Martin. Yeah, on Fox. Yeah, man. The Eddie, the Eddie died yet in the reruns, man. No, no, bro. They started from the beginning, and so I started just, from the beginning. I'm just like, yo, I, the night. All I need is some '90s snacks, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel, you know, like I'm back in the '90s. That's tough, man. Yeah, I uh, I can't watch the, I can't bring myself to watch the reruns, man, because I got sad after Eddie, after Eddie Fair. blew up in the car explosion or whatever. Fair. Fair. Someone's like, we need a movie, and I was like, what's the nah, movie going to be about without Eddie? You gotta leave it alone, man. You gotta leave it alone, man. It, it, but that was a pivotal show. Um, it's gonna put Malik Yoba on the map too. In the '90s, bro. I mean, yeah. it put every all the entertainers like. They had Nancy Wilson. You had Nancy Wilson on a on a crime uh, show, yeah. singing. What was the well, name? Like of hip, well, Natalie's. Like was it Natalie's? It. Was that Natalie's? The na- <sighs> as a kid, I always wanted to go to a Natalie's spot, and then when I had the opportunity and I went as an adult, I was like, I have arrived. <laughs> like, and we were we were in a city for training and every night we went they had a different entertainer and it was like a dinner mm-hmm. club it was jazz and i'm like yo i have arrived like this new york undercover was in like one of the like this is it i mean it was grown ups chill people having a good time did you have a did you have a bow a, a bow tie and an applejack hat on i didn't i didn't <laughs> you didn't i didn't no i left that left that at the crib um but no that's what i've been watching i started Bel Air, mm-hmm. the first episode, and I thought the first episode was long. Thought it was long. I had a lot of thoughts and opinions, but you know, people was have. You, were, were you expecting it to be funny? No, I wasn't expecting it to be funny based off how mm-hmm. it was rolled out and how Will said it's it's the real life version. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting like real life situations. I think. 
I think I the first episode was a little slow for me. Like, I know you got to like a slow fire makes a sweet malt, so you got to ease into it. But th- there was a lot happening, but it was a the scenes that lasted very long was like kind of annoying to me. I can see that. I, I like the joint so far, man. I um I haven't watched this week's episode, but I started it um a couple of weeks ago and kind of binged. And I was impressed about, um, I was impressed with the character development. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they took a, um, like a bizarro approach to who the characters were on the sitcom. Yeah. And then like did the opposite in the actual dramatization of it. Yeah. Cause like, like, like Hillary, like Hillary, she, she's, uh, she's still trying to find herself in the, in Bel Air. Yes. But she was like a dumb blonde in the sitcom, but she's actually very intelligent in I, the show. Like she, I did she appreciate that. I appreciated yeah, I, like, that. I thought that. I thought that was dope. I thought that was dope. Um, and I like, and you know, this might sound, this might sound uh, a bit of a, of a bigot or a racist, uh-oh. but they kept, they kept uh, Aunt Viv dark skin, a dark skinned woman of color. I loved it. Fair. I loved it because I was just I was just sure when I seen the character that's playing Will, I saw him and he he was looking like uh what's what's Diana Ross' son name man that was in uh that was in uh ATL mm-hmm. is it Evan I know who Evan you're ta- Ross I know who you're talking about yeah when when they pulled him out looking like a member of the barge I was like oh man they gonna whitewash this joint but then it was it was kind of dope like. You know what I'm saying? Like Aunt Viv, Aunt Viv was was the was the brown chocolate Aunt Viv. Yeah. And so I could I could appreciate that. And then uh even Carlton, uh, you know, Carlton was 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 darker complected. He's darker complected in the in the um show as well. And he's like a tough guy, which is hilarious. So I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> episode one, I'm just like, bruh, like you could go away for about two episodes, two solid ones. You got to keep watching, man. Keep, go- keep that's watching. what everyone keeps telling me. Yeah, but initially, watching, I'm just like, mm. so I'm going to keep watching. I, I'm going to check back in and let you know what I'm thinking. If I get to episode three and I my feelings haven't changed. then You can blame me. It's okay. I, 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 I goaded you into yeah. to watching it. So, yeah, yeah, but I know P Valley is on his way back. Man, I seen um, Eminem. Brandy. Uh, what's her real not life name? Brandy and Mercedes, but her in real life is Brandy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's her real name. Did you see the picture of her with uh, Mississippi? And with Mercedes, I mean with Mississippi. And they called themselves the M&M's. The m and I man. said, oh, oh, they oh, God. They good, too, boy. Them, them brown oh God. sisters cook. God we thank you. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, man. I seen them sisters. I was like, what? I said, y'all definitely definitely got to be in the building when that joint come on in the my summer, man. God, I'm going to put it on my calendar. I said, oh. I love me some M.I. Some M.I. cricket letter. Come cricket on, M.I. I love her, boy. I love her. All her, all her, all her trauma and baggage in two. She can bring it all. Oh, come on, we gonna get her healed though. We gonna get her healed. Yeah. Season two, she gonna get healed and delivered yeah. from all that. Yeah, oh, man. She she need she needs some quality time with a good guy. <laughs> with a good guy, man. That's gonna treat her good and rub her feet and give her compliments. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited yeah. for that. What about you? What anything exciting that you've been watching? Nah, man. The uh, force. The power, the power. You mean Tommy, as, as black Tommy. folks call it, Tommy. Yeah, you Tommy, watch Tommy today. The Tommy show, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I love, I love the show, man. I love the show, and I just think it's dope. He got a black brother, like a real black brother. Legit. 
like a legit black brother. I just think that's like funny to me, man. But it's like, well, he had a, he had a black brother in Ghost, but mm-hmm. now like it's just crazy. He got like a legit real black brother. There's there's <laughs> a lot happening, and his mama um, trash though. His mama trash. Complete, complete. Like yeah, his the, mama trash. The more you learn about the the characters in this, you're just like, God, dog. There was a lot happening. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that that's pretty tough. Did you see that there is a movie? that is spinning off of Martin based off of Tommy and Pam's relationships. I saw it. I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer and I didn't know if it was like a parody, if it was a spoof or something like that. This is like, it's real. I think it's real. Like, come on, man. I was thinking and I was like, Hmm, I'd watch it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I was like, Hmm, I'd watch it. Um, but aren't they supposed to be doing like a, like a, a reunion, uh, a Martin Anna, a reunion show, like they did for uh, Fresh Prince. I think so. I think so. Um, which should be interesting. That's gonna be tough with Tommy gone, though, man. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be tough. I saw that, and I was just like, man. Scoop, and I ain't gonna lie, football uh, ain't gonna be there. Nah, Teacher Campbell, she she annoys me. She like like her interviews and her interviews and hosting shows. Like yeah. she host they host a. Uh, she hosted what is it Soul Train Awards or the NAACP Image Awards? It was, I think it was Soul Train. Soul Train is one of them yeah, joints. I think, but it she was annoys Soul Train. me, man. I only like her on Martin and um, Wife and Kid. My Wife and Kids. She was better. Wayne. She was better on Wife and Kids. Yeah, she was. She was. She was much better on what Gina. Yeah. She. But you know, by Wife and Kids, she developed as an actress more. I was I could say that yeah um because she was just doing like house party and movies like that little shop of horrors but like Martin there was there was a few times where I'm just like Gina you're annoying like, yeah like, oh yeah yeah Gina you're annoying Atlanta Atlanta just came out came back on the last and final season of Atlanta I'm going to have to go back and watch the previous season before I watch the current one um yeah, yeah, because it, it was so. I mean, because damn, man, they broke. They they broke what? Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean, they 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 took a break before COVID. Yeah, COVID just I, like added on more time. And but, I forgot the show even existed until I saw that it was like new episodes, and I was like, well, when was the last? So I don't remember what happened. So now I got to go back. Another show that takes breaks was Euphoria on HBO. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not coming back out with another one until 24. 24? Why they wait so long? I didn't ask questions. I saw it. It was like, yeah, 2024. And I was like, what the heck? I don't know. But hell, but I know, think it was um, a year before the second season came out. Man, that's, I don't know, man. But I don't know. I don't know if people like are into it because it's taking so long for Atlanta to come back. But I like um, Brian Tyree. He plays Paperboy. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, I like him. I like him as an actor because he got a lot of range. Yeah, he got a lot of range, man. Because um, what did what did me and Kingston see him in? Is uh Brian Tyree Henry plays Paperboy, and uh, he was in a Marvel movie um recently that Kingston and I went to go see, and I was just wow. Uh, he played a gay character in the Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And um, like his range was just it's crazy. I'm like, yo, this is Paperboy from Atlanta. Then I saw him in something else, and like, yo, he got like real acting chops. Okay. 
got that Denzel motif where yeah, man, like it seemed like wherever it seemed you put like him brother, in, he gonna do his thing. Yeah, and That's it seemed up. like the brother can can like fly in any weather, man. And it, I don't know, so it's interesting to see him, um, you know, going from Atlanta to just like big shows, man. Mm. You know, he's been in he's been in several uh, several Broadway plays and. Um, he was in Spider-Man, the animated version, and um, the Marvel movie, and he he, do, he a dope actor. I like him a lot, man. But I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I am uh, looking forward to, though. I'm really looking forward to the shy coming back. When when is it set to come back? June. I think it's summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, yeah. I kind of for, I, I kind of forgot that that was the show too, because it's been so long since the last episode went off. Like I was like, oh yeah, because you know, I, it's funny. I find myself um, randomly like, mm, I wonder what Papa Nim was up to. Like, like I'll randomly think of characters <laughs> and be like, I wonder what the hell they doing right now. And then I'm just like, bruh, it's a show. They're not real. But because, it's a lot of it's a lot of good black shows on uh, down and, over, and you become a part of the actual like scene like you you feel it and you understand where they're coming from and bro the writers for a lot of these current shows the character development is phenomenal yeah even if the show is not your like liking it is phenomenal and so I, I'm excited anytime I find that it's a black show like I'm 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 excited. And then uh, the last joint I've been watching is uh, the Laker Dynasty. It's winning time, and it's a story on. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Okay. And it's about the uh, the Lakers when Jerry Bust, the owner, uh, he passed away. His, his daughter Janie owns the Lakers now, mm-hmm. but um, it's like the almost like a a prequel of how the Lakers became the Showtime Lakers from the time that they drafted Magic Johnson. And they kind of went on their run. And so it's like the, the first episode is a young Magic Johnson getting ready to leave Michigan State to be the number one draft pick on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And uh, my man from Step Brothers, John C. Riley, he plays he plays Dr. Bush in the movie. <laughs> I mean, so that joint is hilarious. So, but it's not a funny, it's a, it's not meant to be funny, but it's got like a lot of funny scenes the way yeah. they chop it up and edit it. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's a good show too. So I, I you know, I, I've been trying to take my mind off of uh, reality a little bit okay. and focus on entertainment, you know, things that lift up my spirits. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah, man. I know this past week I, I had a whole lot of, God, most of my sessions this week with clients has been dealing with, um, being able to regulate and master one's emotions. And Bro, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> and, and, and as we were talking about the different shows, right. I'm thinking about how a lot of the character development, um, specifically for black men on the screen, one of their main challenges is how to navigate emotions within their environments yeah right um 
And so, you know, Snowfall is back on and, you know, mastering. Oh, that's another show. Yeah. Yeah. Mastering the emotions within his environment has been, it, it's a thing. And so a lot of my clients this past week, bro, like that was a challenge. Like I was exhausted after most of my sessions this past week. And I, I was talking to another, another coach and I was like, yo, I didn't go to dental school for a reason. But, <laughs> but the way I had to do extractions in all of my sessions, it was tough. And it got me thinking, like, as black men, let me dial it back. As black people, and then more specifically as black men, are we equipped with the necessary tools and the know-how to identify and then regulate our response to our emotions. Like, was that something that was talked about in your house growing up or around like family, um, family functions. And when I say growing up and in your house, you know, we come from similar like styles of families to where like, even when I say your house, I'm referring to, your auntie's house, your cousin's mm -hmm. house, your mama's mm -hmm. best friend who is now your auntie's house. Like yeah. the, the house is extended within the black family. And so like, yeah. was that, was that a conversation um, that was a, well, it's a familiar conversation. Was it like a hot topic? Was it like, Oh, we talked about it once or like, what did you experience? For me, man, um, I really never had those kinds of conversations. You know, the only conversations about emotions was uh whenever an incident occurred yeah. you know what i mean like a fist fight well yeah. how did how did it get started what happened what was said yeah you know what i mean well so it was like a reactive conversation yeah it's like a reactive very very reactionary conversation it's okay. not like uh you know what this is this is what you're feeling and this is how it could play out and this is how it should play out and this is how it actually played out in reality what was mm. different so it's interesting because the conversation that i didn't have as a youth around emotions like i'm having those conversations with my son now especially since my sister's passing mm -hmm. and just giving him like the platform to talk about his emotions and That's to good. say if he's angry or if he's sad and kind of dig a little deeper mm -hmm. in terms of like why and, and trying to get to the core of it um, but I never had those kind of conversations going, growing up in my household because, uh, you know, my grandfather was old school. He didn't, he didn't talk about his emotions. Facts. He didn't talk about his feelings. You know, he didn't talk about, he didn't talk about uh, when he was hurting or when he was sad or when he was grieving, you know, he, he never, he never, he never um, talked about it. You know, I saw my grandfather cry once. And that was when my grandmother died. And I, that was it. And, you know, I, he lived, let's see, I was 30 when he died. I, I legit saw him cry one time. And I think and that was it. That, and, and I think that's, that's the pattern that most black men have encountered. Yeah. Or anyone that has been emotional has been um, those... Um, who fulfilled the roles of women within our lives. Mm -hmm. 
And that's, that's, it was just real interesting to me. Like I, I had to teach in one of my sessions, bro. Like I literally had to take a coach or therapist role and I literally had to go into psychology professor. Right. And I said, all right, cool. Well, let's, let's dial it back. Do you know the difference between emotion and feelings? Mm-hmm. And the brother's just looking at the screen like, uh, I said, all right, cool. So, uh, I broke it down and then like walking individuals through this, I just kept something just was like, wow, something is missing. So then I hit up some of my, my young, my young brothers and I'm like, yo, have you had this talk before? Right? Like, you know, there's several talks that we have. We have the talk of how to engage with police officers as a black man, right? What to do when you're pulled over, um, how to, how to behave. And I'm using that word lightly, how to behave when in store and you're with your friends. Don't walk around the store with your hands in your pocket. Don't pick up anything that you don't have the intention of buying. Don't read too loud. Like all of these survival techniques, we have the conversation as some people refer to it as the birds and the bees, but even that looks different. And sometimes that conversation isn't even really a conversation. It's just like, yo, be safe. (laughs) And so it's like, when do we, when do we get to the point where we have the conversation specifically as black men about our emotions? But think about it though, brother Jay, like you talked about the difference between feelings and emotions. Right. And so, and and I took I took Psych 101 a long time ago, so forgive me if I'm wrong. That's fair. Like, um, what is it? Emotions. Emotions like is like a emotions are like a subconscious experience. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's like it's it's in, but it's like what 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 happens subconsciously comes out in a feeling in a conscious space pretty much right and so you know nobody tells you to investigate what's deep down inside brother jay because you i guess you don't you don't know what and and that's so and that's that's the part where we 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 try to figure out like or we need to figure out why we're not having this conversation and this is like shit i can't talk about or teach that which I don't know. Yeah. Right? And so, like, emotions, they're universal. Um, The example that I remember using in my classroom, I was like, everybody remembers the neighborhood dog. And all the the people of color started laughing. White people. King. King, Killer, Cujo, Sport, like, whatever old dude's name was, right? And so, there's a neighborhood dog. The black and the Latino populations in the classroom hollering because everyone immediately thought about the neighborhood dog. White people were so confused. They laughed, but it was that nervous laugh. Like, I don't know, but I just want to laugh to make it seem as if I know what he's talking about. And I was like, everyone knew where the dog was. Everyone knew the dog was chained up, but there was one day. Yo, and that King, King hopped the gate. <laughs> He the hop, he hopped the gate, he broke the chain, and he's yeah. loose. And Daddy I said, man. you could be minding your business, living summer carefree, and all of a sudden, you either hear people screaming that the dog is loose, or you hear the chain. And the loose dog chain sounds a lot different 
when it's coming towards you. Oh, and, yeah, and in man. the hood, you recognize <laughs> the velocity, the, the, velocity yeah, the, the sound, the tonation. <laughs> like, you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit, he's going east. Let me. And I said, that would be an emotion when you turn and you see that the dog, neighborhood dog is loose and coming your way. Mm-hmm. The feeling is, based off of experience, either I'm going to get the hell out of here, right? Or fear is going to take over. And I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know based off of experience. Right. So like emotion yeah. is something that is universal and emotions are something that we, that, that they are hard to, to manage and control. Right. Like, um, what one of my clients was like, well, give me an example. I said, okay, cool. Anger is an emotion. Mad or ang- being angry would be a feeling. Mm-hmm. The emotion doesn't last long. The feeling, because we can control it, can last as long as we really want it to. Oh, that's how that's how that's how people keep grudges going Absolutely. for 25, 30 years, man. Absolutely. The emotion they, is they, they whatever owe me they $25 from 1985 and, and they paid it back since. And every it. time I see them, they got a new car. Right. And so the emotion is like, the emotion is, oh, I'm, you're feeling like disrespected. Mm-hmm. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the, you're experiencing a level of disrespect. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the constant bitterness or resentment towards the individual. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you look at the word emotion, movere and movere, and I believe that is to move out. And mm. since emotion so inside moves to move out. out and it's also right. Emotion takes place in the, uh, in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so once it takes place in the brain, it moves and you experience the emotion, right? You, it, you, you feel the sensations in your body. The feelings also, right. They are developed or created within the brain, a separate part of the brain, but like we can regulate it and they stay in the mind or they hit the heart. And so when you think about to move out, um, it's a, a lot of movement is taking place during like inside of us when we are experiencing emotions. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it's all, it's all, it's, it's biological, it's chemical. Yeah. You know, and and any little thing that throws you know this kind of perfect machine off balance, you know, you liable to have emotions that um, oftentimes go untamed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it's it's the response to the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and when I taught this, I said emotions typically guide us to two R's. They guide us to run for safety, or they guide us to reward. For pleasure. Mm. One of the two, right? And if I'm in pleasure, I kind of want to stay there. But if I'm in a space where it's guiding me to run, I'm going to do whatever I can to get out of that experience or situation. But because of where um, emotions in the amygdala, when that happens, right, we, we aren't able to, when an intense emotion happens, sorry, we aren't able to think rationally. Oh, no, nah, we're not. Right? Rational nah. thinking comes from the neocortex. 
And if and and the way they are positioned, right, when the emotion is too intense, the neocortex is limited in like, hey, let's think rationally. Let's before you smack this individual in the face because like <laughs> you're upset, let's really think about like what's gonna happen after I smack them. Yeah. Right. And so like once again, I'm angry, I'm upset. I'm I'm experiencing this emotion, this high intense emotion. I can't think straight. But that doesn't last long. The feeling that we take from that experience, right? Because the feelings are based upon the experience as well as um the circumstance. Mm-hmm. That's why you got shows like Snapped and yes. and all the all the shows on ID. And uh, oxygen, yeah, <laughs> like that's why you got those shows, man. Yeah, real talk because it's like a, a, a like it, an emotion is there, and that turns into a fit of rage that turns into an action because you had a you acted on a feeling, and now you got twenty five to life. Twenty five to life, solid. Yeah, right. And I remember watching the prison show, and he said, "What did you do?" And the man said, "What you mean?" He's like, "What you know, you know, what did you do to get here?" And then um, he talked about it. He said, so what you say? That took about 30 seconds, 60 seconds. He was like, yeah. He was like, was it worth it? Mm. And I was like, ooh. He said, no. Yeah, man, 60 seconds is worth 25 years? Yeah, he said, was it really worth it? He said, well, I do you want better, though, Brother Jay. I do you want better. Because that's, that's, that's like an extreme circumstance. You get in the clink. And, and your your life is gone for sixty seconds. Yeah. Let's let's flip that 60, sixty seconds, and oh, you had a baby with this person. Jesus. And it only Jesus took you, it only took you it only took you it only took you uh maybe two to five minutes to make it. Jesus be the Christ. <laughs> yeah, it only took you two to five minutes to make it. Right. Oof. Then you got twenty years of of dealing with not only the the person you had the baby with but mm. the baby too mm. off of off of emotions that led to feelings that led to action yeah and then you might end up with the wrong one and, and you know lust would be an emotion yeah right um and and I think it's Feelings give meaning to the emotions that we are experiencing, right? Like when you experience um, sorrow, you feel sad. Mm-hmm. Um, when you experience joy or happiness, right, you feel happy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what we feel is how we define the emotion of that moment. Um, but but it's 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 very interesting to me how a lot of my clients, um, especially this last week, it was it was a hard time for them to actually nail down what they were feeling, mm-hmm. and. So I'm like, all right, cool. So they tell me the situation and I was like, well, describe, you know, what you were feeling, what you were experiencing, what you were thinking. And they couldn't really, I said, was it anger? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was really anger. And I was like, okay, this is a good place to start because thinking back as a kid, 
you really aren't that well versed in the different dimensions of emotions or feelings. It's, it's not accepted, brother Jay. That part, at least, in, at least in our neighborhoods, in our households, as as young boys growing up, that we eventually become young men and, and grown men. Um, you know, it's 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 sad, but it's looked down upon for a black man to express that he's sad, yep, or he's upset, or he's um, you know, he's hurt. Especially like, you know, let's just use an example, you know, in, in young relationships, right? Oh, I mean, you know, you're dating this girl and she hurt my feelings. Like, yo, you don't get no, yo, you can't, you don't get no cool points for saying, yo, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, th- like, think about that, brother Jay. Like, this Real is talk. how we've been programmed, bro. Real talk. Yeah. That's right. Like, you know, it's, if, you know, if a young lady, you know, a young lady break your heart, hurt your feelings and you tell her. She gonna go back to her girlfriends and clown you, and then they gonna go and tell their friends. Yeah. And by the time you get on the bus heading back from school, now you got to fight every sucker on the bus, right? Big and, dog. And we've seen it happen. Big dog. I went through that. I I went through that experience my freshman year of college. Mm. Freshman year of college. So imagine you getting your feelings hurt by a girl, and then the whole dorm, or the whole Adams Hall, <laughs> know why your feelings hurt. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, bro. Like, I just, I, 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 like, I understand how we got to where we are, but it's, it's, I've never felt, I've honestly, I'm, and I'm, I'm be vulnerable. This, our show is about being vulnerable as black men, right? Absolutely. I honestly, bro, have never felt like I've had the safe space to truly communicate what my feelings are with anybody. Yeah. Just now, and just now with like my closest, closest, closest friends. You know, I think about uh, a trip we, the, a fellas trip we went on. This was 2015, man. Mm-hmm. And at that time, everybody had experienced like crazy losses, but it was just a rough time for us. And we in a we on a beach on an island talking trash with some with some good drinks and pretty people all around us. And we sitting in the swimming pool crying. <laughs> it's us, you know. I'm, I'm I'm being dead serious. Like we sitting in the swimming pool crying. <laughs> But it was some. It was it was almost like a. It was a, it was a very uh, surreal moment uh-huh. because like we were actually talking about, and at this time we you know we thirty five years old. We were actually talking about things that have occurred to us in our life that just put us in this very awkward space, yeah. and we just you know, and it wasn't it wasn't like you know guys was you know what they call you we we were soft yeah. Oh, we was getting we were getting in touch with our softer side or our feminine side. Nah, it was like, yo, we had been through traumatic <laughs> experiences and literally hit a breaking point, and we felt comfortable enough around each other mm-hmm. to share the tear or say how I feel or say like, yo, man, when this happened to you, I was hurting because I don't want you to experience that. Like we, I've never had that platform ever, ever, brother Jay. Like ever, and it's rare that you will get that, right? Especially, yeah. and it's it's rare, but it's also sad that you, yeah, and, yeah, and you yeah. said it that you don't have a place to feel safe and vulnerable to have these conversations, right? I remember when I first started doing sessions, and it would take it would take men of color not just black men, but men of color a very long time to feel that they could trust me. 
They would give me just enough. And I felt like, you know, the scene in women, uh, the women of Brewster's place when they was knocking down the wall mm-hmm. and I could see light shining through. Right. And every session I was breaking down the wall, but it was until like the last two sessions when they really took hold of what we were building and, and allowed themselves to be vulnerable where we were able to start doing the work. And I, I'm thinking like I had a, core group of friends in high school out of that core group i think four of us could share like you know when when we wasn't like on the field mhm mhm like oh today i'm off the field bro like this yeah. i'm i'm not even in the arena and somebody and one brother was like bro i ain't even left my bed yeah and so we were able to have conversations like that, but like in the large group setting. And it wasn't that we would laugh and somebody else said something. It was just like, we just didn't chime in. And I don't think we want, well, we don't want anybody to use it against us, man. And because like, we've, and I, and we've I, seen it happen to others yeah, and be like, I, you know I, what? It not even happened to others. It happened to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, expressing your feelings. And then that's kind of, that's, that's being weaponized against you. And so you gotta fit you gotta factor in like, hell man, close family members will use something against you. You know, you know, family, family is tough, man. You know, family, family is tough, man. So, you know, I think your family harder on you than the world is sometimes. And and I don't think they are aware. Like I had a conversation, I had to check a cousin the other day, and um they said something on Facebook to another younger relative, and I was like, yo delete that you out of pocket for that. They was like, Oh no, I was just playing. I was like, he may know your plan, but other people who read this aren't going to know your plan. And he may not know your plan. And he, this may be a sensitive topic for this individual. And you, you not aware can be pushing this individual into a dark space. Don't Mm -hmm. don't like, yo, if nothing else, family should be where home is. Yeah. And at home, you should feel safe and secure regardless of what's happening around you. And I was like, watch how this inter- uh, this individual interacts with you next time he sees you. You're going to act like it's nothing, but like they may look at you sideways and that's going to help gauge whether you was out of pocket. But as mm-hmm. an older person, I'm telling you you're out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if it's something that you have in conversation and you can explain that it's a joke and this is what I meant, that's different in person. That gives them the opportunity to be like, no, that's inappropriate. Or for you to read the body language, like read the room. Mm-hmm. Right. But like a lot of people don't know how to do that. Bruh, brother, they, and, and either they don't know how, or they don't give a damn. That's fair. Right. Like I asked somebody that I worked with, I'm like, yo, are you, are you, are you able to read the room? Ah, uh, they'll get over it. So you are able to read the room. You're just choosing to do this. Got it. I just mm-hmm. needed to know how my response need to be catered. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's, and it's tough. And I, it's, I, I had to start being very intentional. Um, even when I'm checking in with, um, when I'm checking in with y'all, right. With, with my black brothers, like, mm-hmm. When I'm checking in with individuals, I'm very intentional with the language that I use. Like, I remember my mentor, he was telling me a story about him and his army buddies. They were on gate duty in the military. 
because they did something they weren't supposed to do. And so mm-hmm. he's telling me, but he said out of that, they created what they called the gate check because that's what they had to do before they were able to do anything before they were able to change post gate check. And so mm-hmm. they was like, they would hit each other up occasionally and gate check was like, yo, I'm making sure that you up. I'm making sure that you are out your house. I'm making sure that you were taking care of business, but I'm also making sure that you were okay. And so he carried that on with us, the, the, the individual yeah. he took as a men- mentor he was in a random email who he would call, leave a message. And he, the, <laughs> the first thing that you would hear when you pick up your phone at 5 a.m. in the morning, cause this Negro got up early was gate check fool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like his phone check, you in the bing. And, I, <laughs> and then you would hear his laugh and you were so mad, but because he's laughing and you knew yeah. where his intent was, you couldn't even get mad. Like, so now yeah. I'm up at five, wasn't supposed to get up to eight. So he's like, gate check. And I was like, yo, all, all systems go, bro. He was like, nah, mm-hmm. bro, run down the list. Like, I'm good. My health is good. My family's good. I'm taking care of what I'm supposed to take care of. And he was like, cool, now tell me where you're struggling. Mm. Bro, I just told heavy. you all this was good. He was like, yeah. Now tell me where you're struggling. Because that's not what he asked. Tell me where you're struggling. Yeah. Right? He was yeah. like, you could tell me that you're at the gate, but are you present at the mm-hmm. gate? And I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. And so I use that, right? That mentor is no longer with us, but like when I randomly hit you up, gate check. Yo, right? it's, it's, it's heavy though, but you, I don't think, I don't think um, people know how much that really means to somebody or, or the impact that a, a, a gate check has on someone's day. This topic got heavy, brother Jay, but don't fret to the village we'll be back with part two in the next episode thanks for listening and be like